go. Hello and welcome back to At the Kitchen Table with MacroWorks. Oh, thought my microphone was off nope, for a second. You're good. Starting off hot as <laughs> always. We are back with season two, episode nine. Hello. Who's this? Got the episode right. I only had to say a song for fifty times in a row before we started this. <laughs> and I was throwing her all the distractions of like and my anchorman, unique New we York. We were trying to warm up. <laughs> Okay, anyways, y'all aren't here for that. Let's get straight to the member shout-out. So we have four. We're trying to limit these a little bit more because I feel like they take, which is great. I would do a whole episode of member shout-outs, but I'm trying to think about what you want to hear. You as in whoever is listening to this right now. Um, And I know that us just like going into detail about these things are kind of, you know, not exactly what you're here for. So we still want to do them because that's important to us and our clients. But we're trying to kind of limit those every week and just choose – Four, four, six that couple. really stand yeah. out. Not like 12, like we've been doing. Yeah. But anyways, if we could, again, we would talk a whole hour about member shout outs because we could have like 20 on this list every day. So that's really exciting. But anyways, yeah. without further ado, um, I'm going to start with Jessie Ray. She is fairly new, but she's already lost 10 pounds. She is a client that started out with us and just hit the ground running. When I say that again, I want to stress that I don't mean that these people are perfect. That's why they're seeing results. They are just giving 100% of their best effort. When they fall short, because all of them do, so do we, everyone does, they get right back up and they focus on consistency. And their results are a testament of that. Not a result of being perfect, but just a result of doing it consistently and giving it 100% of their best effort. So yeah. congratulations, Jesse. Yeah, way to go, Jesse. We all know if you've heard. Ray. Yeah, Jesse. Yeah. You, we all know if you've heard any of our recent podcasts that 10 pounds is one of my favorite milestones just because I feel like that's really when it's like, oh my gosh, I can do this. Like it's that first big milestone that you hit that just sets the tone for the traje- trajectory. Trajectory. Wow, that was yeah. a hard word for me. <laughs> I need to quit trying to say hard words. It's just not going to happen. Just keep it simple. Oh, my gosh. Okay, anyways. (laughs) But it really sets the tone that you can do this, and you're going to, and then the next step is 20 pounds, and then 30 pounds, and 40 pounds, and it's just exciting. So congratulations, Jesse. And then the second one on our shout-out list is someone that I could literally talk about all day, so I'm going to try to refrain from that. But she is just so impressive and such an inspiration to myself as a mom and a woman, really. Like, it's just amazing to see how much she has worked so hard. So I guess I can say her name so uh, before I start but Jody DeLeon which is someone that we have shouted out many times just because she is she's not she's like a unicorn of a client like she really like she just goes above and beyond does everything we say and even what we don't say like for example this woman just had a baby and I was telling her like look you're gonna take off the first couple of weeks after getting home it's her first baby so you're gonna want to kind of get back into like the schedule and it's okay to not be perfect and give yourself grace through this time and right now we're just focused on baby and mom and getting back to it and she's like nope I logged she's like in the hospital the day she gave birth she's like nope here's my screenshot I want to stay on track. Still had perfect day. And I'm like, You're like how did you even do that? <laughs> but that's what I mean. Hospital food is hard. <laughs> yes, but she doesn't use excuses, even giving birth. And like her birth story is amazing. It's not my birth story to tell, so I won't go into detail. But hopefully one day she shares because this woman is literally a superwoman. Yeah, she made it to maintenance, first of all. Yeah, she's before been with us baby. for a while. So before the baby, she made it to maintenance, was maintaining and doing really, really well and just seeing improvements in her performance. And then got pregnant and was fired up about that and followed everything we asked her of her. And she gained a healthy amount of weight, had that baby, and just boom, she's just right and back to it. And she's already dropping like crazy. And she's yeah. eating still of what her pregnancy target was. Yes. So we didn't have to cut 
drastically after she had baby to see weight just or to see a weight loss um which of course we're not worried about that (laughs) right now but her body's naturally doing that even while she's eating in a surplus because she was so consistent and prioritized her nutrition throughout her entire pregnancy again she wasn't perfect she was pregnant and she gained a healthy amount throughout her pregnancy we make a pregnancy plan for all of our pregnant clients that details like how much they should be gaining broken down weekly and monthly and then overall so you have a targeted pace of weight gain that you can go over with your doctor to make sure it's something that he's comfortable with you doing or she's comfortable with you doing Um, but that's how we kind of track their progress it's a different kind of progress obviously we're trying to gain a healthy amount but Jody was pretty much spot on most every single week and then yeah that's why she's having such great results now but again we just can't say enough about her we're so excited for baby Taylor she's one of our macro babies (laughs) (laughs) but it's just so exciting to me to see women like use their body the way that God like intended for us to, and just to be strong women. She worked out every single day, literally worked out the day she was going to be induced. She was doing like handstand walks. And I'm not saying that everyone should do this, obviously, but Jody had been doing this before she got pregnant. So it wasn't new to her. And she went over it with her doctor. So it was safe. But just the fact that this woman, like she never skipped a beat. She had a baby naturally, which is a in itself amazing and then she just got right back up and she's like ready to go even when her coach was like no we should probably take some downtime and just recover and focus on you and she's like nope i'm ready tell me what to do (laughs) so jody if you can't tell we're very proud of you and we just it's just been such a blessing working with you and seeing your work ethic and it's an inspiration for us like you motivate me every single day and we're just so excited and thankful to be on this journey with you yeah yeah i feel like i did pretty good on my jody talk i just could go on and on i know she's just amazing but she is she is awesome all right so next one on our list is another awesome one and we i feel like we shout her out you know we've shouted her out several times that's lizzie ramirez so she is at 40 pounds gone she's also a breastfeeding mama so she's someone too that like that's and so is jesse both of them um, my first shout out they're both nursing and still seeing great results so Obviously, we prioritize their supply along with losing. So it's a little bit different of someone just on fat loss, but still like they're doing awesome. Yeah. And that, you know, it's hard too, because they're not sleeping much and they've got all this going on with new baby, but boom, just two people who have made no excuses just gotten after it. So we're super proud of you. All these pregnant and breastfeeding mamas. (laughs) (laughs) They're showing everybody up. That's right. They really are. No kidding. All right. So last one on our list is Lauren Wright. So she is somebody that we are doing a reverse with (laughs) and, you know, she got down to a really low calorie target and wasn't seeing much progress. And so we've actually been working, you know, working up with her, adding more calories in weekly. And the really cool thing is, is that she is eating, you know, 300 more calories a day than she was when Mm -hmm. she started, when we started this reverse of like maybe a month or so, month or two ago. If you want to hear about like reverses and what all goes into that and what we're talking about, if you're like, what the heck, we have an entire episode on my personal journey with the reverse that I'm currently in still. Um, So we go more to detail a couple episodes back. Can't tell you exactly which one, but you can go look for it. It's all about my reverse diet. So Lauren's kind of doing the same thing I'm doing. The reason we're doing her reverse is because... A reverse isn't for everyone. It's for very few people, actually. But Lauren is someone who we've been working with for years, and she's a smaller woman, so she's been eating really low. And since she's been doing this for so long, sometimes your body needs like a diet break. I say that in air quotes. Kind but of adapt. Your body will it needs adapt. A, yes, yeah. but Lauren's been in a cut for a very long time, and so her body adapted to that. And so what happened was her calories got really, really low, but she wasn't seeing progress because her body adapted to that caloric target because she had done it for so long. I'm talking gears. And yeah. so for her, 
for hormonal health and overall health, especially as a woman, woman, you have to eat more to kind of balance that out and get your body adapted to eating more. So that way, when we go back to a cut later to get her to a comfortable weight that she wants to be at, which she's already at a healthy weight, but I call it our happy weight that she wants to be at, mm. um, then we'll have more wiggle room to work with and we won't have to be in such a deficit ideally later. But to get to that point, especially when you are someone, a woman who has been eating really low calorically for a long time, and that's kind of what you've grown accustomed to, it's very uncomfortable to make yourself eat more because we're always programmed our entire life to restrict, restrict, restrict. And so when someone's trying to tell you like, eat more, eat more, eat more, and you're like, but I'm not losing weight (laughs) and I want to, like you crazy person. It's very, you know, counterintuitive. There I go with the big word, but I nailed that that, one. Yeah, that was good. Okay, anyways. uh, But no, no, that's good. So, you you know, I'm glad we kind of talked about that i know we've uh bird talked a little bit about we did a podcast before about her reverse Mm -hmm. so if that's something you guys want to look up you know yeah check into that listen to it and and uh but, but the yes. reason she's on our shout out list is because I know it's been really uncomfortable for her. And I know this is something that pushes her way out of her comfort zone. And so the fact that she's stuck with it this long and is trusting me yeah. that I'm going to get her to where she wants to be is just really awesome. And I know how hard she's working and I know how every day is she just is uncomfortable and it's not something that's natural for her to eat that much. And so I'm proud of you, Lauren, and it's going to be worth it. And I'm just I'm just proud to see how hard you're working and giving this a shot and doing it a different way this time. So, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to take over no, your shout you're good. out. No, that's all right. I mean, whatever. <laughs> but, but I'm on the same path as Lauren, so I feel like I relate a little bit more just because yeah. I know how uncomfortable that is, especially when you're not at your happy weight and you want to be. It seems very, it doesn't seem right or logical to eat more when you want to lose weight. But we're focusing on the overall picture and not there right now. Yeah. And overall health yes, is the main we're goal. We're prioritizing overall health. We're playing the long health. game here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to be a little uncomfortable sometimes, but it's going to pay off in the end. So anyways, yes. proud of you, Lauren. I know you're uncomfortable, but you're doing great. Yeah, you're and doing we're really awesome. proud of you. But all right, that kind of brings us to our topic today. Oh, what's our topic today? <laughs> I don't know. You wrote it down. Okay. Top four there. Um, I- <laughs> I got off track talking. Yeah. I was really passionate about breastfeeding and pregnancy yeah. and reverse dieting. That's all I could, That's all we need to talk about today. Game over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. So today I thought we could kind of talk about what you should be focusing on if you're someone starting your health journey or someone on your health journey. You don't even have to be starting. Um, so the things that you actually should be more focused on, more so than what you're probably focused on. Um, And what I mean by that, I feel like when people start their health journey, and all of this I say to you out of experience, like this is kind of based on my own personal experience throughout losing 100 pounds and then getting really, really fit and then having that taken away from me due to, you know, having rhabdo and circumstances out of my control and like my body just going through all these changes and how my nutrition has changed throughout all of these years of all of that happening and how it didn't happen overnight. Um, but I remember first starting my health journey and thinking, where do I start? What does healthy mean? And seeing like, okay, I'm going to restrict because I keep hearing this buzzword caloric deficit. And that means I don't need to eat. Okay. Check. I can do that. I can starve myself. And so I would, I, when I first started, I, I watched this documentary on Netflix about juicing and how this guy had lost like 30 pounds in like two weeks, something stupid. And poor naive Berg was watching this, had no history of ever being taught what healthy meant or what that looked like or having a healthy lifestyle and thought, oh, that must be what healthy is. So I'm going to mimic that. 
So I did. I got a fancy juicer, started juicing every day, was miserable, made a mess. And I had like, this is almost embarrassing to say, but I really started out not having a clue what healthy meant. So when you know me now, you're probably like, that doesn't make sense. But this is true story. Um, hmm. So I would juice all day. This is when Trey was working and I had three babies, um, well, probably two babies at this point. This is when I first started like, okay, I'm going to start being healthy. So Macy was probably a baby. I don't think I had Brody yet because I started oh, yeah. macros when Brody was a baby. Yeah. Um, so this was before macros when I didn't know what healthy <laughs> was yet. So two babies at home and I was going to juice because that's what the guy on Netflix documentary said was healthy. And he lost all his weight and got his health back doing it that way. So I was going to do the same. Um, so start juicing. And my, my strategy was if I can just have juice all day and not eat real food until dinner time, when Trey gets home, then I can enjoy whatever I want for dinner and I'm going to be healthy. So I did, I would juice all day long, be miserable, so restricted. I'm drinking like celery juice all day, just hating my life. No energy because I wasn't eating anything. And I was taking most of the nutrients out of my vegetables by juicing them. <laughs> and so I wasn't getting in a lot of nutrients, even though I was just drinking vegetables all day. Um, and then when dinner would roll around, we would go out to eat and I would just binge on like chips and salsa and heavily processed nasty crap food and think that I was doing well. And then I wasn't losing weight. In fact, I was probably gaining weight. And I was like, what the heck? I'm being healthy. So I did this for months. And then I, when it didn't work, I was defeated and thought, well, I'm just, it's just not going to work for me. I'm going to go back to doing what I did. So I quit. And I went back to eating and gained more weight, had another baby, gained another 50 pounds, never lost it. And at this point is when I was like 100 pounds overweight. Um, so I guess this isn't how I planned on doing this episode, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell my story and then we'll focus on what you should be focused on. Yeah. So before that though, like whole background story on me, I'm not someone who was ever healthy. Even when I was little, I was actually pretty overweight as a child. I would say through elementary school, I was never really taught what healthy was. Um, not anything my mom didn't do intentionally, bless her. She meant well, but my childhood nutrition was pouring sugar in my cereal <laughs> mm -hmm. to make it taste better because there wasn't enough sugar already in my Frosted Flakes. And then Pop-Tarts, Pop Honey Buns. Honey buns. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had those two those like, quick, for, for breakfast. That was yeah. my typical breakfast if I ate breakfast. And then school lunches were hot Cheetos and Hot Pockets and ranch and, you munchers. know, munchers. The best. <laughs> the best. <laughs> But that was my nutrition. And then home, like our meals weren't that healthy. Like we would have just like, if we either ordered pizza, if my mom cooked, like it wasn't just, I mean, it wasn't awful, but it just, there was no real like nutrients to it. I never ate veggies. I never ate fruit. I was, they were disgusting to me. Like grilled chicken, ew, no thank you. If it's fried, then yes, I'll eat it. But if it's not fried, I'm not going to eat it. So that was kind of my nutrition growing up through my like formative years <laughs> like mm -hmm. and then of course I just ate whatever I wanted and had no restriction and so I remember always kind of feeling not normal like I always felt like why is no one else just like always wanting to eat I did like as a child I remember those feelings of constantly being obsessed with when I was going to get to eat or what I was going to get to eat I would sneak food when no one was looking because I didn't want to have my parents know that I was eating more because then they would, you know, I would get in trouble or um, things like that. And then it, it got to middle school when girls were really mean. Kids were mean and would bully me and, you know, I was overweight. And so I started starving myself at a really early age. I'd say like fifth, sixth grade because I realized at that point, like in order to be popular or fit in, I had to be skinny. 
And I didn't know how to get skinny other than not eat. So I did. <laughs> I remember going on trips with friends and me and my friend would like not eat for three days before we'd go to the lake. So we would look good in our swimsuit. Like it's really sad now, even like repeating this, but I did that kind of behavior. Fast forward to high school when I started getting to, into diet pills and all of these unhealthy, really unhealthy things. I would eat crap or I would starve myself all day. This is when I was a cheerleader and I wanted to fit into my cheerleading uniform. And we were literally told, like, you have to lose weight <laughs> like, hmm. in a freshman in high school. And I was already, like, I wasn't overweight at this point. I wasn't healthy yet by any means. But I had learned how to get my weight down because I wanted to be accepted, which is awful. Um, but still, at this point, no one had intervened and told me what be healthy actually meant. Like, I could actually eat food and be healthy, too. That's how your, our bodies were intended to function. At this point, still had no idea. So, reached high school. I'm taking diet pills not eating all day, eating crap when I did eat, but I was really small. I probably got down to like 90 pounds in high school. So I was very unhealthy. Um, so I've been both extremes or the other and the other. So still not knowing what healthy is. And then I get to whenever I get in college, you know, we gain like the 15, freshman 15, which is normal. But that was mostly because I was drinking all the time. I still wasn't eating. I was drinking a lot of alcohol. I went to tech and I pretty much paid to go party for a couple of years and then not finish. <laughs> but that's my story. Like that's just real life. And so I think that a lot of people don't know that looking at me now, but that's kind of my history with my nutrition. It wasn't always, I didn't grow up knowing what healthy was. I didn't grow up always skinny or always fit or always healthy. I've been one extreme or the other. And up until now in my life, like even skinny wasn't healthy for me. And then having kids and it was finally a time in my life where I was like, I can eat whatever I want. And no one's going to judge me or like hold me accountable to that. And I don't have to meet like society standards of what is accepted in the world. I didn't have to be skinny because I was pregnant. And that was good. It was glorified. Eat whatever you want. Oh, you're pregnant. You must want pizza. Like eat what, eat all that pizza because you're pregnant. And so I did three times in a row and then I gained a hundred pounds. And so for the first time in my life, I actually had a significant amount of weight to actually lose with no tools or any guidance on how to do so other than unhealthy things. And so looking at that back then, I thought, okay, what can I do to lose weight? Starve myself. That's all I knew eat, I eat healthy. I didn't know what that meant. And so for me, I just remember thinking like, okay, keto, I have to do keto because that is something that people do to lose weight. I have to do extremes. I have to work out an hour a day. I have to do all of these crazy things that you hear about. And so that's what I was hyper-focused on. Um, I was focused on cutting out like a whole food group, no carbs. I was focused on, um, I have to move an insane amount of time, like two hours a day working out and only eat fruit and vegetables all day long. Like, can't, can't eat fat. Can't eat fat. fat is it's too, bad. Yeah. It's, there's too high calorie. Exactly. You know, like like yeah. all these extremes that I was focused on, which never worked. And if you're listening, you've probably done the same and you know, they're not sustainable. Why? Because I was trying to do extremes too quickly. And that's not to say that like keto wouldn't work for some people. If you have medical conditions that cause you to be, you have to eat low calorically, then that's fine. But for the majority of population, that's not going to be something that's sustainable over time. And the thing is, which brings us to point one that I should have started with before my background was you have to focus on making small attainable changes over time. A thing that really gets people to where they don't change their whole life or they end up quitting is because they try to change too much at once. That was me. That was me trying to juice and just not eat all day. Like that's so silly. And then thinking that I could do that forever. Like, no, there's no way that I, of course I failed. Like I was setting myself up for unrealistic goals. 
Um, but well, heck, it took thirty minutes to juice just so you could have a, and then drink four and then four that minutes to drink it. That was my workout. Oh my gosh! And then the dishes, mess, and the dishes. Ugh. Anyways, so. But instead, the reason I was successful this time, after I had my three kids and I finally learned what healthy was by joining a program and having a nutrition coach to kind of like guide me and show me like, no, we aren't restricting. We want to eat healthy things. Well, actually, I learned that myself <laughs> years yeah. later. But, and that's another thing too, I that I want to touch base on that even though, like if you see pictures of me after I started counting macros for the first time, like when the kids were small and we lived in Lubbock, I wasn't healthy. Like, and that's a, a big misconception. Like a lot of people see people who are really fit and have like six packs. And I was one of those people. Like I got down to like 115 pounds. Um, I was maintaining between like 115 to 120 best shape of my life. I was working out like training with people. that were like athletes. So I was really, I looked the part, but I did not feel the part. Why? Because when I started counting macros at first, I was just fitting crap in. So yeah, I was losing weight like crazy, but just because you're losing weight and you look fit. And even if you're performing well, I was doing great. Like I was the most fit I'd ever been in at the gym. But when I left the gym, I was no energy, super bad mood. My sleep quality suffered. I didn't want to play with the kids. I was always irritable. Why? Because of my food quality. So while I looked the part, I definitely didn't feel the part. And so that's kind of the, the timeline of my nutrition. It's like my childhood into middle school, starvation, being 90 pounds in high school, starvation, eating everything I wanted excessively when I had kids to fad diets, trying everything out there that was like the highlight of people's social media or um, quick weight loss, quick weight loss, quick, those yeah. fancy, yeah. like overcomplicating it, like thinking I had to juice all day and then I could eat whatever I wanted at night. Like just all these things that I tried and then actually looking the part, but still just eating crap. I still wasn't, I never ate a vegetable. My protein came only from protein powders and protein bars, which is fine if it's in moderation, but I, your base has to be strong. Your foundation has to be strong with your nutrition before you start having those kind of supplements and things like that. But that's all I was doing. I was eating donuts in the morning and then balancing it with a protein shake. Like that gave me the look I wanted, sure. And I was performing fine, but I didn't feel good. And my overall health wasn't a priority, even though it looked like it was. Um, so number one, the point is to set small attainable changes over time. The reason that I am who I am today and I eat over 500 grams of fruit and vegetables every single day and I actually want to, the reason I feel good, the reason I'm not just performing good in the gym, but I'm also, my sleep is great. I drink lots of water. I get plenty of movement every day. I eat really good nutrient dense foods the majority of the time. Isn't because on day one, when I weighed 230 pounds and decided I was going to change my life, I started doing this automatically and I've done it for the last six years. Like, no, that's not how it worked. What worked for me was when I had babies and I knew I needed to make a change, I started with walking 30 minutes a day. That's all I did. I didn't even change my food at first until I got really good at moving and doing 30 minutes a day where became, that became a sustainable habit. And then I did one more thing. Like I cut out Cokes or something, for example, yeah. like a small change like that did that really well until I got that down and I wasn't craving Cokes anymore and I didn't even want them. And then I was doing movement and cutting out sodas. Those are two really good positive changes. The rest of my day pretty much was what I was eating before. And then I started making more small changes. What can I do to make my breakfast a little healthier? 
got that down really well, did that until breakfast became easy and I didn't have to stress or it wasn't a struggle. And then I did one more small thing and I built upon these habits over time and focusing on, okay, how can I make sure that my overall health is a priority more so than just what I look like? I did different systems. I tried different approaches and found what worked best for me. And that's what got me to where I am today, who I am. Not extreme changes or cutting out food groups or focusing on having to do these overcomplicated things. Like, no, small things over time, mm-hmm. which kind of brings us to number two. Um, and again, like I said a minute ago, if you don't have your foundation firm, it's just going to crumble every time. You're not, even if you lose a, if you lost a hundred pounds, but your foundation isn't there, you're going to gain it all back. You're not going to be healthy. And so you have to focus on doing the basics really well, instead of focusing on extremes or what, what Susie on Facebook is doing to lose 30 pounds in two weeks, like, or the Netflix documentary, like, no, like, Put your blinders on to what the world and society is telling you is important and telling you is going to get you results and focus on the basics, the simple things, the less sexy, less boring things that no one talks (laughs) about. Like you have to prioritize your food quality. You have to move your body more and you have to prioritize sleep and water. Um, So if you're someone eating a bunch of junk right now, even if you're losing weight, that's where you need to be hyper-focused. How can I focus on cleaning up my diet a little bit at a time, a one step a week, like, or a month even if it's too overwhelming? Like, how can I prioritize small attainable changes over time instead of focusing on having to cut out, I'm gonna do keto, I'm gonna do paleo, I'm gonna do extremes, I'm gonna do a 30-day cleanse. Like, no, how can I prioritize moving my body more, eating better quality food, having my sleep a priority and my water a priority because those are the things that matter more than anything. And if you aren't doing the basics really well, you're not going to be able to build upon that. You're going to fall every time. So do you, what was your childhood kind of like, Trey? Like what was your history with your nutrition? No, I, I was pretty similar to yours. Like that's, you know, just, just thinking about our meals were mostly, you know, really quick and easy. But so it was always like cereal, honey buns, pop tarts, you know, those kind of things. And then for lunches, we just, you know, we ate a lot of sandwiches, which was not a bad thing, but we always had a side of chips or always had something like that, you know, that was not so great. We always drank Cokes. I mean, we were the Dr. Pepper family. We drank (laughs) a ton of Dr. Pepper at our house, you know, and, and the same, you know, and then for dinner, you know, dinner was kind of. I don't know. It was kind of hit or miss. Sometimes we'd have like roast and vegetables and things like that, which were really good. But then, you know, other times we would have, you know, hamburger helper. That was a big thing in our house. We had a ton of hamburger helper, you know, just those kinds of, a lot of spaghetti, you know, a lot of things like that because we, you know, in our, in our, I know we our life was really busy with, you know, my parents had three kids and we were all involved in sports and all involved in lots of things. And so we were always on the run. And so, that's pretty much what it was like for us. You know, we didn't drink a lot of water. We drank a lot of Cokes. We drank a ton of milk, like three <laughs> gallons of, oh, I could, every couple of days between me, me and my brother and sister. And I was like, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> We're like Marshall's family. Y'all, from, uh, y'all have stomachs of steel, though. Right? My I, goodness. Hey, man, y'all can... Strong bones. And, yeah, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> All that dairy, like, just makes me feel sick just thinking about I it. I know. But... I mean, like, just. But, like, full huge. fat dairy. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. We had whole milk. We drank a ton of it. And which is not bad, for, you know, not terrible for you. But, but in moderation, you know, right, you need exactly. to be drinking a gallon. Yeah, of we were drinking a ton. And, you know, but, you know, for me, I was always really fit because I was active. Yeah. And so I played 
every sport that I could, you know, so I was always really active. So I was fit. I looked fit. Yeah. But then as soon as I stopped playing sports in college, it, <laughs> Hello, started, college right? it was like, man, I just, you know, I didn't work out. I didn't do, and I still ate the exact same way. I, I always had I ate a lot of Oreos and Whole pizza. pizza. We would literally, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. in college when we were dating, and this is when we weren't that big, but we just wouldn't eat like we wouldn't eat all day because we'd sleep. We'd drink all night. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe yeah. I'm saying this if you're one of our clients. But just so you know, we all have a past. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's important because if you know us now, a lot of people can just be like, oh, well, it must be nice to always know what it means to be healthy. Or like, yeah. you just grew up healthy. Or you've always been fit. Like, no. no. <laughs> Quite the opposite, actually. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we would literally, like, wake up at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. go pick up a pizza from, like, Little hot Caesar. Yeah, they were five dollars right the corner because that's all we could afford because mm-hmm. we needed to save money for beer right of course priorities <laughs> so then we'd go get a whole pizza and each eat like a whole pizza yeah and then go back to his house and start drinking again like yep. that, that was, was us pretty in college. Much our life and that was you know yeah it's a it's a uh it's no wonder we yeah. i gained 85 pounds <laughs> in college what? you know that was our- <laughs> I don't understand yeah, I, how I'm getting weight. I didn't have a cool pregnancy story. Mine yeah. was just literally eating crap. So. You had sympathy pregnancy cravings. Yeah, you yeah, did yeah. what I did, and it was not good. Yep. So, you know, that was, uh, but I don't know. That was one of those things that was for, you know, like for us, it was just, I feel like it was just nothing. Yeah, you know, It just wasn't something that was really taught to our, yeah. our parents. And we never low fat was, you know, low fat was a big thing. You know, there's just, I don't know, just little things Which like that. Which makes were, me so sad now, especially where I'm at, because I have so much like hormonal issues and struggles with my body because I was trying to be so low fat for so long because I thought that's what was healthy. And even when I started counting macros, like I wasn't low fat because I thought that was healthy. I was low fat because I didn't want to use calories on fat, mm-hmm. which is so sad because healthy fat is, you need yeah, it. it's great for you. Especially for women, like for hormonal health and just for our bodies to function properly with everything that it's going through on a monthly basis. Like we need that healthy fat. And I suppress that for so long that I hurt my body. Like, and so that's why when I see all these women, especially and men too, because it's not good for you either saying like, well, I just need to be low fat. Like, no, like, obviously I don't want you like drinking gallons of like high fat milk every day. That's not what I mean, but like healthy nuts, like healthy fat, avocado, avocado. coconut, like, it's extra virgin olive oil. It is olives. higher calorie. So you want to do it in moderation, but that doesn't mean that you need to cut it out altogether. Yeah. Like moderation is key. But anyways, that's another topic no, no, for yeah, another that's day, right, yeah. <laughs> but kind of just to like touch base back on the four things that you should be prioritizing if you're not already if you're someone who's trying to change their life and actually create a lifestyle change another thing too before i get into that and end um i want to end with that but is also to be aware of like the things that are quick fixes because if it's if it's something that's targeting like a 30-day loss or you do this for 30 days and see great progress like beware of those like juice cleanses and all these crazy things that people are trying to sell to you to get your money it's not going to be sustainable and it's not going to work if you can't do it forever. Um, and that even means like being in a cut is not something that you should be doing forever. Like that's not sustainable, but changing your eating habits while you're in a cut and changing your like unhealthy habits to healthy habits. My gosh, my brain is malfunctioning is something that is sustainable. So even if you're in a temporary cut and you know in the back of your mind that this is a temporary situation, but I can still work to improve habits that I can continue after I'm not on a cut anymore. And when I get to my maintenance target, after I hit my goal weight, 
that I can keep doing forever because the disconnect for most people is they don't ever change any habits or they don't ever change anything. And so whenever they're in a cut, they're still doing exactly what they were doing and eating unhealthy, not prioritizing sleep, not prioritizing water, not prioritizing prioritizing movement or food quality. And so they're just eating less junk. And so of course they're in a deficit, so they lose the weight. But then what happens when you go back to eating more and you're not tracking your food because you lost the weight? then you just go right back to doing what you're doing and that's not sustainable. So you have to really be mindful of actually making a change and not just doing less bad things yeah, exactly. <laughs> or less eating less junk because you're not changing any habits and that's not going to be sustainable for life. So make sure whatever you're doing, even it, I mean, macros is sustainable for us, but that's not sustainable for everybody. And that's fine too. We're not naive to that fact, but whatever you're doing, make sure it's something that's setting you up for success forever and not just for 30 days. Um, but just to kind of touch back on the basics, the four things that we think that you need to be more hyper-focused on than anything is one small attainable change over time, like small attainable changes over time. So, you know, change one little thing a day instead of thinking you have to do extremes or cut out a whole food group or one thing a week. Yes. One thing a week. And do that really well until you feel like, yes, this is something I can keep doing. And it is an attainable thing that I'm just doing naturally. Now it's a habit. That means it's a habit and you are going to keep doing it kind of like you're on autopilot. Then move on to the next small thing you can change and keep doing that consistently. And then number two, Focus on doing those things that you've changed really well. Focus on the basics really well and quit trying to overcomplicate it. I can't tell you how many clients come to us from day one and they're like, okay, so here's my game plan. I'm going to work out three hours today. I'm only going to eat a thousand calories and it's only going to be apples. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Wait a minute. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, that's a little extreme, but yeah. you get the point. Like, no, quit trying to overcomplicate it and just do the basics really well. And the basics I mean here are, Number three, move your body more. Like you want to focus on getting in more movement and this doesn't have to be extreme. Again, don't overcomplicate it. Just go on a walk, like get up and move for 20 minutes. Is that, if that's, if you aren't someone who moves now and don't work out, focus on what can I do today? Can I move my body for 10 minutes? Great. That's awesome. Do that. Move your body more than you moved yesterday. That's it. Doesn't have to be extreme or two hours a day. You don't have to go to CrossFit gym and lift heavy weights all day. If you're someone who's never worked out, just move. It yeah. doesn't have to get up and walk around your house. Like pick a room and declutter it. Go outside and play basketball with your kids. Go on a 20 minute walk. Go on a garden. bike ride. Garden. You know, do so. like, yeah. <laughs> just move more than you did the day before. And then the next day, do it again. Yeah. Like that's it. So move your body number three. And then another ba- the other basics, number four, prioritize your sleep and your water. Those are two things that people just kind of put on the back burner because they don't seem as important, but they are the most important because everything is related to sleep and water. Our bodies need those two basic functions or basic things to function properly. If your sleep is off, your diet's going to be off. You're going to have more cravings. You're going to be more irritable. You're going to be more hungry. It affects your hormone health. It does. Like, there's it lots of things like that. Everything. Like, yeah. and if you're in a bad mood, you're not going to have a good day. Like it, and then your food's probably, you're not going to want to prioritize those basic things. You're not going to want to move your body your more. Your workout quality is going to be crap. And yes. you know, <laughs> like you, you really like, it makes you cravings. crave more. Yeah. It makes you crave junk. You junk. want sugar because mm-hmm. your body needs like more nutrients to like a pick me up. Yeah. You know, but yeah, because you're so tired. Mm-hmm. So, prioritize sleep and then obviously water for whatever like if you're not prioritizing water you need to be your body cannot function if you're not drinking enough water and also our like our stomach when our not our stomach but our bodies will 
give us a hunger cue or our our thirst cues and our hunger cues feel the pretty much the same when we feel them. When we are thirsty and your body is telling you like, hey lady, we need more water. You're not watering me. <laughs> I'm going to die. It'll make you feel like you're hungry. And so that can make you feel like you're having cravings when really you're just thirsty and you need more water. So prioritize water. My tip and trick for Every single person I talk to that struggles with water is to get a fun cup. It sounds silly, but it really does work. I have the Stanley cup. It's, a, you know, it's sold out like crazy. If you follow anybody on social media, then you know, like these things are all the rage, but I love it because it has a handle. <laughs> it makes me happy. It fits in a cup holder and it's 40 ounces. And I fill that up two or three times a day and it's easy to drink out of and it makes, keeps my water cold. And so I carry it around with me literally everywhere. So I remember and I just make sure to drink two or three of those glasses every day. They have like knockoff Stanley cups. You can find really cute, cheap cups on Amazon that keep your water cold. But do that if you're struggling with water. If I had to drink water bottles all day that were like warm and I didn't have it with me all day, I would not drink enough water, period. <laughs> like I have to be intentional about it. And so that's why if you see me, I probably have my huge water bottle in my hand. But it's because that's how I remember to get it in. And I feel so much better when I'm drinking water. It's not all about losing weight, guys. Your health journey is more about like, how am I sleeping? How is my skin feeling? How is my mo overall mood? Like, do I feel like I'm crashing at three o'clock in the afternoon and need to pick me up? Then I probably need to focus more on the basics. How is my sleep quality? How is my water intake? All of these things. I don't drink more water because it helps me lose weight. I drink more water because that helps me be healthy. I don't sleep more because I want to see the scale go down the next day. Yeah, I do, but I'm sleeping more because I want to be healthy and I want to function and I want to feel my best. I don't move my body more just so I can see the number on the scale go down. I move my body more because when I'm 70, I want to still be moving. And I know that if I don't do that now, chances are I won't be able to do it then. And so that's why these things are important, not just because of the number on the scale and I feel like people get so caught up in the I have to see that number go down at any cost it doesn't matter if it costs my hormonal health because I'm restricting too much for too long or not eating any fat it doesn't matter if I'm not eating any fruit or vegetables or moving my body because I'm eating 800 calories a day it just matters that that number is going down but gosh guys like it matters more than anything and so if you take away anything from today's episode, I hope it's that the number doesn't mean all. And if you focus on doing the basics really well, guess what? The number is going to follow by default. Yeah. And so you're probably focused on the wrong thing and just focus on the small things and do them really well. And then just watch your life change. That's right. Got anything to add? Nope. I think that pretty much wraps it up. All right. Well, <laughs> we will talk to you next time. As always, we want to hear from you. So if you have any questions, concerns, or anything you want us to talk about in the next couple of weeks, um, or if you're a client and you want to come on our podcast, we'd love to have you. Yeah. So let us know. We would love to share your story. So we will talk to you guys next week. All right. See you guys. Bye.